As it has done for centuries, Hampton Court Palace draws thousands of visitors every year. As far back as the reign of Elizabeth I, staff were supplementing their income by offering tours to visitors, and the fascination shows no signs of dwindling. I began this account of Hampton Court during the lockdowns of 2020, and as soon as it was possible to do so, I returned to visiting it in 2021 and 2022. In writing about Hampton Court and the different people who lived there or visited in the decades between 1495 and 2016, I fell a little in love with this extraordinary place. There were so many important and interesting moments at Hampton Court that it would be unfeasible to include them all without producing a book hefty enough to perform double duty as a doorstopper. Some, however, could not be excluded. Having previously written a biography of Henry VIII's fifth wife, Queen Catherine Howard, whose downfall began at Hampton Court in 1541, I wanted to avoid repeating too much of what I had already covered. However, Catherine's tragedy is so inextricably linked to the history and mythology of Hampton Court that it would have been absurd to leave it out. Where the relevant sections in that biography, Young and Damned and Fair, look closely at the actions of the accused and the accusers, this book's chapter on 1541 shifts the focus to explore how those two weeks appeared to the palace's other residents. Those outside the scandal, such as Lady Margaret Douglas, who tried to piece together what was happening as the arrests and rumours multiplied. The aesthetics and construction of Hampton Court play an important part in this narrative. When referring to buildings or locations in the palace, I have used the name most familiar to modern visitors, such as the Anne Boleyn Gate an 18th-century name for a 16th-century tower. This is not an architectural history. That was done 20 years ago with Simon Thurley's brilliant Hampton Court, a social and architectural history. The palace is a history of the people who lived and died at Hampton Court, of the monarchy and countries that they shaped, the glories they achieved, and the horrors that they inflicted. After spending two and a half years on this book, I left with a greater sense of awe at how far-reaching Hampton Court's impact has been. Reflecting on the personal importance of history to the historian is difficult, and many do not think it has a place in works of non-fiction. 